Uh, well, good evening, everyone. Um, I'm Susan Denier, and I'm uh, standing here with um, two hats on. Um, I am Secretary of ICOMOS UK and also World Heritage Advisor for ICOMOS, uh, the international arm of ICOMOS that works from Paris. So what I'd like to do is tell you a little bit about ICOMOS for those who don't know about it. ICOMOS stands, well, I am supposed to say something about myself first, aren't I? Mm. <laughs> you, um, where I've come from. I've, I've, I've had these two hats on for the last 10 years, we worked for ICOMOS, or just over 10 years. Before that, I worked work for the National Trust, and I've also worked as a lecturer. Uh, and this included working for six, uh, six years in Africa, both East Africa and West Africa, and I've also worked in India. And my particular interest is in cultural landscapes, and I've published quite widely on that aspect of cultural heritage. Um, but to turn to, to, turn to ICOMOS, uh, ICOMOS stands for the International Council on Monuments and Sites. Now, it's an international non-governmental organization that's based in Paris. And it's very simply dedicated to the conservation of the world's cultural heritage with a very grand uh, uh, vision. But it's a membership organization. And it was set up in Warsaw in 1975. And one of the reasons it was set up then was to promote the Venice Charter for the Restoration of Monuments and Sites. This charter was agreed, launched, if you like, but how was it going to be implemented? And ICOMOS was seen as the vehicle to disseminate this charter of sort of best practice, if you like, uh, around the world. And that was the beginning of ICOMOS. ICOMOS is now active in over 110 different countries, and it has some 12,000 professional members around the world. These are people who are involved in managing the world's cultural heritage, both directly and indirectly. They can come from a wide range of disciplines. They're not just architects. Uh, they may be engineers. They may be working in the educational field. They may be lawyers. Uh, they, they, they come, uh, I mean, as we've already been talking about, they're, they're um, from almost every discipline you can think of that has an impact on cultural heritage. So ICOMOS is first and foremost a multidisciplinary organization. But secondly, it's an international organization. Those are the sort of two key strands, if you like, of its existence. And what it does is provide a forum for professional dialogue so that members and organizations who join us as corporate members can exchange and share information on a wide range of aspects of cultural heritage. And it aims to promote international cooperation and collaboration wherever it can. It works through national committees, such as the one in the UK, ICOMOS UK, and through its international scientific committees. So it works at this national level and then it gathers together people from different countries to form international scientific committees, which are thematically based. And we have around 30 international committees on, on types of heritage, such as cultural roots or underwater heritage, on aspects of heritage, materials such as wood or stone, but then also on um, parameters, if you like, uh, impacting on heritage, legal and financial, risk preparedness, education and training, interpretation, and, and so on. And these committees bring together experts from around the world, and some of them, at least, are mirrored at an international level. So what we seek to do 
is to establish um, international practice in cultural heritage through development of charters and guidelines, publications, conferences, that sort of thing. But a second role of our work, and quite an important one, is as official advisor to UNESCO on cultural World Heritage Sites. And that's actually sort of built into the World Heritage Convention that there should be three advisory bodies, one of whom is ICOMOS for cultural heritage sites, and there's IUCN for natural and ICROM for training. So this means we're involved in evaluating World Heritage Sites and in the state of conservation of World Heritage Sites as well. In sharing best practice, one of the key ways in which ICOMOS does this is through its International General Assembly, which is held every three years, which brings together our members from around the world somewhere. In the last three years, uh, we've met uh, last one well, in 2011 was in Paris, before that in Quebec, before that in China, and so on. And these are important meetings where you really do get together everyone from around the world to focus on a key issue through a scientific seminar. Now, in the UK, likewise, we also run events such as an international conference we held last December on World Heritage for Tomorrow, uh, which we run, as we do with many of our events, with other partners, such as, in this instance, UCL and the Open University. And we celebrated the 40th anniversary of the World Heritage Convention, uh, uh, focusing on challenges, issues, opportunities, and so on, with this international conference. So, how could ICOMOS engage with the university? Uh, that was the question uh, I w w was asked. But to start with, how do... Uh, universities already engage with ICOMOS more generally. And this is done through individual members. We have many members who work in universities and they support national committees and are members of international scientific committees. And those members help ICOMOS in a variety of ways, such as they are uh, experts who are sent on missions to World Heritage Sites who undertake desk reviews and other research for us, uh, and, and so on. So ICOMOS itself is always very keen to engage with uh, specialists in universities around the world. And this we do. I have to say, if I'm almost honest, we perhaps don't engage with as many people from Oxford as we should do, looking just at universities in the UK. We perhaps have a higher engagement with Cambridge, dare I say it, um, and with a certain number of other universities in terms of the way, certainly in the last decade, we've managed to engage and use experts. But I would, would like to mention one other way in which ICOMOS engages with universities, and that's through something called the, um, the UNESCO Category 2 Centres. These are um, university units that are set up to offer capacity building in the World Heritage context at a regional level. They're formally associated with ICOMOS, and they are involved with the advisory bodies such as ICOMOS. Uh, in it, their capacity building and research activities. They're funded nationally. They're not funded by UNESCO, but they're intended to be sort of nodal points to sort of disseminate uh, good practice and capacity building at a regional level. And at the moment, there are eight such centres around the world. So how could IGMOS engage more readily with the university? I've already uh, mentioned that in terms of what we do, 
the multidisciplinary nature of our work and the international nature of our work are the two key strands. And this is, in a way, what this series of workshops that you've been having over the last uh, few months has been all about, focusing on those two aspects. And certainly, it, there is a need to cross national boundaries as, as well as to cross disciplines. So yes, uh, cultural heritage must be people talking to each other across disciplines, but I think it needs that other dimension, which is the international one. It needs to look out and see what's happening out there, because there are extraordinary and very exciting things happening in different parts of the world at the moment in terms of the way people are collaborating, collaborating and the innovative sort of ideas that are out there. So how can we learn about these things and make, join the dots and find out? So I think as well as interdisciplinary, I don't know what the noun is, uh, uh, the, the interdisciplinary as, uh, aspect, then the international aspect should be there as well. And perhaps that's one thing that ICMOS uh, can uh, um, offer, if you like. The environment as a dimension has now been sort of mainstreamed in all sorts of disciplines. And in a way, that's what we want to do with cultural heritage as well, to mainstream it. It's not a discipline in its own right, it's an aspect. Uh, it's an aspect of other disciplines. And that's certainly one of the things we'd be extremely interested to talk to the university about. Thank you very much.